previewing the Illinois-Michigan game uh, Friday night, 8 p.m., primetime game. Should be a lot of fun. The uh, Wolverines are coming off a COVID pause. Uh, they've been uh, waiting to uh, get enough players. Uh, they had one group quarantine, then they got another group quarantine. It's been, you know, the COVID's been wreaking havoc with a lot of schedules, and the Wolverines had a tough time. On the other hand, Illinois... They got through theirs over the break, and now they seem to be clicking a little bit. Uh, joining us tonight is Clayton Safey. Clayton is our uh, resident Michigan expert. He comes on the podcast all the time and uh, when we play Michigan. And uh, I tell you, how are the Wolverines handling the COVID stuff right now? It's It's been crazy for them, right? It has been. Well, yeah, first of all, thanks for having me back. Uh, always a, a pleasure. One of my favorite things here when Michigan and Illinois get together the last couple of times, it seems like. But yeah, it's been crazy. Um, didn't think we'd be in this spot. I mean, it's kind of funny, early December and everything in, in college football and basketball, there was no talk about COVID. And now here we are where games are getting canceled. What Tennessee had a game canceled like less than an hour before and things yeah. like that. Michigan, Michigan State was just several hours before. So I feel bad for everybody involved, fans that are planning on coming, the kids that are asymptomatic that have to just not play and not be with their team and not work out. So that sucks. Um, as far as how Michigan's handling it, it, it's been tough on them because they've had guys in and out of practice. Uh, they've continued to practice, and John Howard said they'll he's going to coach up whoever's there, but there's no guarantees on a day to day basis who's there, who's not. So they've had a couple guys come back. They're in Champaign as we speak right now after flying in this afternoon. So looks like this one's going to happen, barring something crazy, which is nice. But yeah, I think it's been tough for Michigan, and you would like to say uh, a team like this needs some practice and need some, maybe some practice time, you know, that because they're not clicking, like you said, Illinois, you know, started to click there. And I know they had a little trouble in the non-conference, but have really gotten it together. Michigan, a struggling team that could have used practices altogether, but man, I just don't know how much this month, this helps. I mean, one, one time, one day, I think they had five guys that we heard uh, were there six, they're finally up over seven, but it's been tough for Michigan. Um, and I think we're still going to see some guys out for the Wolverines tomorrow night um and we'll just see how many they have but um yeah they played shorthanded at Rutgers struggled but they were struggling anyway and I don't know how much of it was really with with uh the guys out so yeah it's been a, I, and I don't know how you it's so difficult I think when you're trying to do game prep too it's like we're gonna run, run through great game prep here and we've got these five guys but tomorrow I've got a different five guys to prep for this game. It's got to be right. really hard. I guess the good thing for Michigan is their coach can probably still get out there and, and, and play. So he was, he's still probably <laughs> pretty good. So I, I guess that's one positive. Maybe, Hey, bring your stuff so you can practice. Um, yeah. Throw him they, out there. I know he still does the pad work and all the drills. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Um, is there a, do we have any idea of which guys are playing tomorrow, which guys are not playing? Is, is it still up in the air? Yeah, it's, it's really tough to say. So they played at Rutgers 10 days ago or nine days ago from when we're recording right now, but 10 days from the Illinois game. And uh, it was four backups that were out. The entire starting lineup was in. Then they have to cancel their game against Michigan State. We had heard that at least one starter was not going to be available for that game. They canceled the Tuesday game against Purdue. Uh, probably same thing. So it, it's tough to say exactly who, but we do know at least one starter, uh, or at least that's the rumbling, uh, has been out. So that's something to monitor as well. Is, is it a you know a, a name that uh, you know could potentially really change the outcome of this game? You know, I think Illinois is decidedly the better team. 
But at the same time, you want to have all your horses. If you're Michigan, you're sitting at seven and six and you're coming in and playing a really quality opponent. You're going to want everybody and, and throw everything you have at them. So it's something to watch. Who's going to be out there? Uh, Brad, you're going to be boots on the ground, right? So we're going to need yep. you to, to have your uh, <laughs> to be spotting guys and all that. But it's uh, it's definitely something to watch. I don't think they're going to be at full strength in this game, in my opinion, based on what we know. Uh, so it just depends on who, but you know, if you're Michigan, you really want your guys in this game against the horses that Illinois has. Yeah. You know, if you're missing a guy like Hunter Dickinson against Kofi Coburn, that's not, that's not ideal for Michigan. They, you definitely want to have him against Kofi if they're going to have him, um, in, 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 especially in this game. And then you've got to, you know, when you're missing those guys it, in Illinois has been missing, they finally adjusted to playing without Curbelo, you know, and not right. having all these guys and, and, and it's really, but it's hard. It takes time. It takes like to, to mesh because you get used to playing with these certain guys. And, and even if Michigan wasn't playing great, they're developing chemistry when they have everybody there. And it really makes it hard when you can't even practice. Brad Underwood talked about that when they were on pause. It, it really makes it hard. Yeah. And as you said, I feel like this is a Michigan team. It's something we've talked about throughout the season where, like they're learning to play with each other as it is. It, it makes it that much harder when you have guys cycling in and out of not only practices, but games, the rotations different, uh, all of that where you're learning to play with each other. It's a young Michigan team. It's a Michigan team with seven new guys on the roster. So, uh, you know, it's, it's guys that every rep is meaningful. And I think this last 10 days it really has really been tough on them in that aspect. Um, but as it is, they're struggling and, uh, and they could use, you know, they could, they want to be at full strength. Yeah, and this is the kind of game, you know, if Michigan pulls this game off, this is the kind of game it can change your turn your season around. You know what I mean? Like, you gain confidence. You win on the road, one, yes. and you win against the team that's leading the Big Ten right now. And and you just you start to feel, hey, we can do this. And, you know, if you lose, then you're just you know, getting that spiral, and they got so many games they're going to have to make up down the stretch here, a couple of missed games against teams that are also Michigan State and Purdue are also really good too. So they, they, it'll be a grind for them down the down the stretch, um, especially if they're not healthy or don't have everybody that they want. Now, I got to bring up the, the whole, you know, we go back to the Big Ten media days. I saw you at Big Ten media days, and yep. we saw – we, we, we got to hear Hunter Dickinson talk about how he didn't like Illinois. And it's really, he even mentioned that I, I like Kofi. I like, Bello seems cool, but I still like the fans, which I get it. I mean, these are guys that are heckling you every time you're on the floor. I mean, why would you like them? You know what I mean? You know, these guys are yelling at things yeah. at me and, and uh, posting things on Twitter about me and things like that. And I, I get it. So does does is there extra animosity and then coleman hawkins we were talking earlier about coleman hawkins coming out today and you know saying yeah you know, kofi's gonna show he's the best guy and we there there is kind of some animosity between the two programs how's is michigan even worried about that right now or are they just like hey just we, we just want to be healthy i mean are they thinking like this is a big rivalry game yeah i think that's part of it it's like uh you know they want to get healthy they're figuring things out as a team themselves so you got to worry about that first, but I think they'd love to be, you know, a team that's at the top of the big 10 with Illinois and being able to be in that pettiness. We haven't talked to a Michigan player this week. Uh, I think obviously they're trying to, you know, keep from the, the public who's available, who's not, maybe it would, you know, tell whoever they gave us, whatever, that sort of thing. But, you know, I imagine they would have been asked about it and, and I wonder what their comments would have been. I think these guys are more focused on trying to, you know, stay above 500 and try to climb back in, uh, you know, you look at brackets right now, they're not in them for the NCAA tournament. But, no, I, I love the pettiness. I thought it was fun last year. 
Uh, I thought it was fun at Big Ten Media Day, especially because uh, you had, you know, Hunter Dickinson, who was pretty loose up there, man. He was just yeah. kind of slinging it, talking about talking about that, the comments that you mentioned. Um, you know, I think the fan base and the Illinois fan base, when you look at uh, social media and all that, they're having probably more fun with it than uh, <laughs> either team is right now where, you know, we got a message board on our site and everything. And it's, you know, people saying, you know, the whole Big Ten championship thing and, and all that. So. Uh, it's fun. I know that the Illinois crowd is going to be charged up. They always are. I mean, they, you know, there's been kind of a, a friendly animosity, I guess you could say with Michigan and Illinois for a long time, going back probably to like 1989 and, and all yeah. that. So, uh, I think that is going to, uh, be a big challenge. And I asked you in our preview that we did, uh, on our site, you know, what's the environment going to be like? And it sounds like it's going to be pretty raucous uh you know the orange crush gonna be out in full force and man uh you just wish michigan was maybe a little bit better this year because uh we were all kind of looking forward after last season to the next time these two teams matched up yeah and, and this is i and i'm like you i think it's fun like i want kids to be real like i loved i i actually i will say i did kind of bait hunter into those answers a little bit because i did ask a question <laughs> but but i i i love the answer i mean I, i'm not I, you know, most of these kids, like as a, as a media guy, we look at kids and we think he's a really good player. You know, I think, he, or he's a, you know, he gives us some great quotes. He's fun. We don't look at him like, you know, if they're on the other team, we don't, oh, I don't like that guy. I mean, we're not, the media, we aren't like that. We're like, it's fun. We want to, I want to hear what they really think. I want to hear that stuff. I think it's fun. Now fans, sometimes do they go overboard? Certainly. There's no question, but I'm like you, I, I think it's fun. I mean, I love having this little this rivalry back and forth and you know brad and juan there there's a rivalry they want to beat each other but i mean I, those guys respect each other too so there's a lot of respect between the two programs definitely and uh you know illinois had the better of michigan three and zero uh since juan howard has gotten here and illinois obviously it's the product of illinois being really elevating their program over the last three years and it's impressive what brad underwood's done juan howard's done a good job as well but uh, you know, haven't gotten the better of Illinois yet. So I think, you know, that's something that motivates him uh, as well. He was funny. You mentioned, you know, going back to Big Ten Media Day, he was asked quite a few times. There were, I think it was Illinois reporters, probably maybe yourself walk, kept walking up and asking him about Illinois. And he was like, man, another Illinois question. But he's like, no, it's not a it's not a rivalry, but we want to beat all, you know, the other 13 teams in the Big Ten. So even that statement in and of itself, kind of dismissing it is almost a little bit, uh, feeding yeah. into it so I, I love it how you know one guy approaches it a certain way like Hunter Dickinson was literally what less than 50 yards away from Jawan Howard talking at yeah. the same time saying <laughs> almost the exact opposite thing uh, it's it's just so much fun it makes the Big Ten great we talked about this I think last year how when these teams play twice a year and you know you, you get that first game and then there's always that factor of it's hard to beat a team twice because you get the revenge maybe you get them at home uh, so it just makes it so much fun. You get to know all the players so well in terms of like how they play and everything. As you mentioned, us in the media get to talk to them. So uh, it just makes the whole thing fun. And uh, I've enjoyed this Michigan-Illinois rivalry. And we were just talking before. Uh, we'll grab a beer maybe before the game or whatever <laughs> next time when uh, when they're up in Ann Arbor. Yeah, definitely. I I'm, I look forward to it. I look forward to it. Um, Clayton Safey here joining me again. He's our you know resident Michigan expert, always on thirty for thirty before we, the Illini and the Wolverines are set to tow it up in here. Um, I I'm I'm kind of looking for this game. What are your kind of keys for me in Illinois when they kind of have had that energy when when they make outside shots, they're really hard to guard because of Kofi. Yeah. You know, having Kofi Coburn inside and then. 
you know, the inside out and playing that way. When they make their outside shots, they've, they've been, they were just blitzing people there for a stretch where I think there was an 11-game stretch where they shot um, – they averaged um, – uh, I'm sorry, it was an eight-game stretch where they had 11, averaged 11 threes a game and were shooting 44% Jeez. from three. And and when they're doing that, it's it's hard to stop them, and that's why they were in top ten in efficiency. But so when I kind of look at this game, I'm like if Illinois makes shots, it's gonna be hard for Michigan. But they haven't shot the ball well the last couple of games, so they're kind of in a little funk. So maybe that opens the door. I, so I think if Illinois shoots the ball well, it's gonna be hard for Michigan. But what's the key for Michigan? If Illinois, if Michigan does this, they have a chance. Yeah. Well, first I'll say that I mean that Illinois offense when they are making threes is extremely dangerous. Uh, it's funny. So we have an analyst, Ant Wright, who used to play at Michigan, uh, who does video breakdowns for us on the site. And he was doing a comparison between Illinois and the amount of room that Kofi Coburn has to work with in the post and Hunter Dickinson. It's so clogged up because Michigan's the opposite. They have a great big as well, but they don't have space on the on the, uh, you know, inside for him to work with because they can't hit threes. Uh, there's no space, and that's been the biggest problem for Michigan offensively is the lack of weapons for him to dish it out to. There's no Isaiah Livers anymore. There's no Franz Wagner anymore. There's no even Mike Smith, Sean D. Brown. I mean, you, you go guy after guy. Um, so that's been the biggest problem. So for me, the key in this game is to try to limit those threes. And Michigan's been decent at it this year, but so inconsistent. When they've lost some of these games big, they've allowed double-digit threes. As you talk about, something Illinois is very, very capable of doing and Jawan Howard, I actually asked him today about Illinois, what stands out about their offense. And, and he said, it's, it's the amount of guys that can make shots. Uh, and then he went on and on about, you know, all the challenges that, that they pose as well. But uh, so I think that's the number one thing. Don't get beat on the glass as well. Way easier to say, uh, to say than to actually do it when you're talking about the number one rebounding or number one offensive rebounding team in the entire country, it, obviously big physical. And I think that's been part of the matchup. With Michigan and Illinois, the last few times, Illinois is more athletic and more physical in the post than Michigan. Um, you know, Michigan has been that, but just not as much, I think, as Illinois the last couple of years. So don't get dominated on the glass. Don't let them go off for three. Uh, and, and you probably will stay in this game. But even if they do, I just don't trust Michigan to close out a game at the end, even if it's within single digits, you know, with five, six minutes to go. Uh, I feel like it's going to be really tough. And then also you add in the factor, just you got to have your key guys available. And we're just not sure that yet. Uh, what's the, what do you think the line's going to be on this game? Throwing at you now. I, I think I, I look at the line being, I think I've seen nine, nine and a half right now. Um, I okay. thought it that sounds right. It, you yeah. know, and I think that's probably about right over under around 145. Um, I, I kind of like that line. I think it's right. It could go. I mean, I think that's where I, I see about a 10 point game, you know, roughly around there. Um, but I, I also see like, that's with Illinois, you know, I think if Illinois plays well, maybe it's more, but I think yeah. only playing a normal game that's there, but we don't know, you know, sometimes teams come out for one game when they're just totally backs against the wall, feel like they have nothing to lose like Michigan. And they might be like, Hey, we had COVID we've beat it. We don't, this is nothing. Just go play and see what happens. And, and the next thing you know, they're, you know, they, they, they're right in the game down the stretch and then it, then it becomes a possession game. And anybody can win those games in the country even in the last two weeks i think missouri uh you know wanna did they have a big upset recently alabama um, yeah. you've seen teams that yeah exactly so you've seen teams that have really really struggled teams that are in a similar spot to michigan rise up for one game and win even on the road as well so it's certainly possible we know that in the big 10 
uh, you know, that always happens where, you know, there's a team at the top and you're kind of looking over that game. And I'm not saying Illinois is because this is, you know, it's still Michigan. Uh, you still have the animosity that we talked about. They're definitely going to be ready, but you just never know how one team can come out for a certain game. So I'd give Michigan a shot in this as well. I think it's going to, I think Illinois is going to cover though. If you, if I had to, you know, give a prediction, um, you know, just don't trust enough about this Michigan team. Uh, even when they were in position to beat UCF on New Year's Eve or the day before New Year's Eve, then uh, they let UCF hit their last eight threes of the game. Bing, bang, boom. You, you uh, blow a 12 point lead. You lose by 14. You had a 12 point lead in the second half. So things like that, where it's like, they just can't put together a 40 minutes. Uh, it's been frankly frustrating to watch just as a, as a media member. Yeah. But uh, luckily football was a little more fun, but it's, it's, uh, you know, it's the 40 minutes. I just don't trust Michigan can play and watching a good amount of Illinois, uh, at least early in the season for me. Um, I, I trust Illinois. I think they got enough athletes and I think Kofi Coburn is just a beast in the middle and he's got that space that Michigan doesn't. Is it, is it, and just to change it a little bit. I mean, I love Michigan's yeah. freshmen. I mean, I love Diabate. I love Caleb Houston. I think those guys are really talented guys. Um, have they been a little bit maybe of a disappointment? And I hate to say disappointment because they're freshmen. I mean, you know, too many times we put on this, well, this freshman is going to be right. this, or this, you know, but when you're talking guys who might be one and dones or top five star kids, you, the expectations are through the roof, right? But I mean, has, has it been a little bit of a struggle for them, maybe the adapting to the, to the college game? Oh, there's no question about it. And yeah, I think it's, it's been disappointing them as, you know, people have been, you know, haven't been, disappointments i think and i'm just speaking to the fans out there i guess who even the michigan fans that have that have been frustrated with what they've seen the expectations were probably a little too high for caleb houston who reclassified and probably should be a senior in high school right now but at the same time i mean these were legit nba scouts legit nba analysts saying that he was a top five pick coming out of the u19 world cup in the summer uh leading team canada to their only medal ever so you know he is uh he's very talented he's struggled it feels like the game is is too fast for him right now he's known as a shooter but he's shooting 31 percent brad i mean he's just not dialed in right now he's not getting the you know he's getting decent looks at times but they also need him to do more than he probably is ready for at this point musa diabate is a guy who i've always thought is going to be a two-year guy uh he got himself into the starting lineup it's tough playing next to hunter dickinson when there's just that lack of spacing because neither of them can really shoot um, so I think the, the role he's in is a little bit tough, but the way Michigan's roster is, he's got to be thrust into it right now, uh, because Brandon Johns just isn't giving you what you need out of a senior. So, uh, they've been a little bit disappointing, I think in their performances this year, there's, there's no question about that. And it's one of the reasons why this team's, uh, just kind of not where you thought they were number four coming into the season. And you thought Devonte Jones too, the point guard from coastal Carolina, was going to be a little bit better. He's, uh, you know, it, it can be hit or miss when you transfer up from mid-major programs. We, we've seen that, you know, Michigan has had guys and Mike Smith last year, the point guard who did really well. They had a guy a couple years early, Jerron Simmons from Ohio. And, you know, he was pretty much rode the bench. Most of the season was, was just a guy that played in some games here and there. So you see it either way. It's been, it's been uh, just a little bit of these newcomers, you know, whether it's a transfer or the freshman, not living up to the hype yet, but I think both those freshmen you talk about are going to be really good in time. Uh, they probably might, they're going to be around probably another year than, than people thought. Yeah. I'm i I'm big fans of their upside. I mean, I, I think yes. they're going to be really good players that maybe just not till not, maybe not at this moment. They're not where they, 
are, are going to be, you know, down the road. I think sometimes we put, especially you, you got to remember, these guys didn't play much AAU basketball either, these freshmen this year, because that was during the pandemic oh. that summer. They didn't get that high level. Now, I know they played national teams, things like that, but I feel like maybe it was just the adjustments greater, and maybe we didn't get to scout them as well as we normally do, you know, when we go out and see these guys play. So um, against elite competition. So I, I don't know. I, I, I'm just always – Freshmen scare me. I guess I'm like one of those old school coaches. I was like, if you're relying on a freshman, it's usually not good unless it's maybe an Anthony Davis type or somebody crazy, you know, or Jaleel Okafor, some of those guys that came in, you know, ready to go. But normally when you're right, Carmelo Anthony, I guess was pretty good too. But yeah, overall, he's you're the one. Ex- yeah. Biggest <laughs> yeah, example. Yeah. yeah. But I, you know, when you're looking at freshmen, it's hard. I think it's hard for them to adjust. They're going to have ups and downs. They're going to have a game they look great. Next game, they're not going to look so great. And you hope by the end of the year, they put it all together. So I think that's where Michigan's yeah. at. I still think that team has, I still think this team has a lot of talent. I mean, I really do um, with Diabate and Dickinson and, and uh, Houston. And Eli Brooks is a really good player. I like Eli Brooks a lot. Um, you know, yep. so he does a lot of things well. And so, you know, I think that's just a matter of, you know, getting everybody kind of, you know, indoctrinated or doc, you know, ready to go, I guess, and on the same page and clicking. And I think if they do that, they're a team that, you know, I think they have the talent to maybe win down the road too. I mean, you know, so, you know, we, it's not, it's not season ending yet for the Wolverines. It's January. So yeah. yeah. Exactly. And, and on those freshmen too, just one quick thing. Like, I don't want anyone to think tomorrow that, you know, Musa Diabate couldn't score 18 points or something like that, or Caleb Houston couldn't hit four or five threes. Cause they've done, things like that. It's what you're talking about. It's the one good game, but maybe then two, three games where they struggle. And then you look at the stats, it's like, man, Caleb Houston's averaging what seven and a half a game, even though he takes the third most shots on, you know, so things like that. So uh, they certainly could put together a good game. They have done that. And as you said, it's uh, really early in the season. Still, when you look at big 10 play, what we're Michigan's only three games in, but you know, other teams are on game four or five, things like that. So there's a long ways to go as well. Michigan could climb their way into the tournament. And that's why these games against an Illinois. And as you mentioned, when they make up the Michigan state game and the Purdue game are so big, because not only are they scary a little bit for a fan going into it, but they're a great opportunity to play a quality team and in, in notch a, you know, marquee win. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's a, you know, we're excited about tomorrow night. It's going to be a fun, fun atmosphere at the state farm center, Michigan, Illinois, Hunter Dickinson, Kofi Coburn, you know, Eli Brooks, Trent Frazier. I mean, you, you just can't ask for much more than this. And, you know, this it's fun rivalry, and we've got some good stuff going. And, of course, the best part about it is that Clayton and I get to be on Sturdy for 30 whenever they – Illinois plays Michigan. So that's our, that's our fun time. So we get, we get to enjoy that a little bit. So talk some hoops. So Clayton again, Hey, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. And, uh, uh, as soon as I get down there, I'll let you know which Michigan guys are suited up. So, 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 you know, who might be on the, on the court. (laughs) Sounds, sounds good. We'll get you there early. And yeah, no more tweeting from either of these teams, no more Twitter. It'll all be decided on the floor. So can't wait. Exactly. Ready for that to actually happen. All right. Hey, uh, Clayton Safey joins us uh, once again, 30 for 30. Thanks for listening.